Welcome to the Joyful Miles Podcast, the podcast that's all about inspiring you to enjoy life one mile at a time. I'm your host, Rob, and joining us this week, we have Laura. Hello, everybody. And we have a very special guest this week, uh, one of our Joyful Miles Running Club members, um, Bill. Bill, can you say hi? Hello, everybody. And Bill is here to talk about a very unique experience, uh, running a 50K, which I can't even fathom right now. Um, but and, and we're going to get a little bit more into his story uh, as we go along here. But Bill, I, I got to start with the obvious question. So how did, how did you decide you wanted to make a 50K your goal? Um, the actual endurance side of it and running a ultra marathon when I got into running a longer distance was really always part of the plan. Um, I, I never aspired just to finish a, you know, just a full marathon or anything like that. I actually wanted to get into trails, uh, and do, you know, the, the much longer distances. And I figured the 50 K would be the kind of the pivot point in terms of working my way up to the ultimate goal, which is do to do a hundred mile, uh, trail race. Oh, that just makes me want to kind of lie down, take a nap. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so how long have you been running for? Um, well, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm active duty military, so running is part of the, the gig for us. And, uh, but in terms of actually doing distance running, I really started, uh, distance running. And when I say distance, I mean, um, you know, eight miles and greater, uh, right around 2013 is when I really started picking it up. And I went into half marathons, 2014, as uh, when I switched over and I was doing full marathons and, and really uh, through lack of understanding of the sport and everything, I kind of overdid it in a lot of different ways. Um, ended up being a little bit more prone to injury than I, than I would have liked to have been. And uh, that, that kind of halted stuff for a little bit. So I wasn't doing long distances and now I'm injury free and yeah. I figured, okay, here's the time to, to really pick it up, you know, pick up the pace and actually, start doing the distances that I ultimately wanted to do, you know, to begin with. So you mentioned your military, which branch military are you? Uh, I'm in the army. Yep. Uh, so I'm active duty army. I'm a, uh, uh, an Apache helicopter instructor pilot. Oh my. Uh, on behalf of us and everyone listening, thank you for your service. Yes, thank you. Very, very much. Um, what kind of injuries were you dealing with, you know, very briefly? Just, I'm, I'm curious. Yep. So, um, really, like I said, it was from poor training and everything. And, uh, and the problem I had was when I said, okay, I'm going to do a marathon. I set a time distance or not a, a time, a time goal. Right. Uh, I said, I want to do, I want to do a sub four hour marathon. So I worked more on, on speed and more on uh, hills, uh, everything just to really drive down that time frame. And I got that, uh, that done a lot faster than I really expected I would get. Uh, but by doing that, I ended up with, uh, a bursitis, uh, oh. issue with, with the hip and everything. Uh, and then the, the one that was really a drag was plantar fasciitis. Mm. And ah. I dealt with that for the better part of 10 months where, you know, every time you stand up, it was just, you know, a nightmare and it, it wears you down to the point where you just don't even want to get up anymore. Mm. Wow. Duh. That sucks. I mean, that's the yeah. easiest thing to say when it comes to in running injuries. That sucks. Yeah. And I've had one DNF and it was, as a result of that, I, I was doing a, a full marathon in Kansas. I actually flew to it uh, to do it because it was in a place where I was stationed or right next to before, and and I couldn't make it. I got I got to the halfway point, and after that, every every step I took was just murder. And I was like, okay, this is this is crazy. Wow. Well, it's encouraging to hear though for people who deal 
deal with this very frustrating injury that you have been able to come back from that and do a 50K, which, yeah. wow, that's astronomical. Yeah, real quick though. So you talk about the plantar fasciitis. It's something a lot of us deal with. I've dealt with a little bit in the past. So was there anything specific you did to kind of overcome that? Uh, really, you just have to kind of back off the, the training a little bit. Uh, and, and there's a lot of different things. I went to a podiatrist and, you know, they give you specific uh, arch supports. Uh, there's different uh, boots that you can wear at night. There's, I bought one of those, the, the rollers. Uh, you can get a frozen roller and you roll it constantly. But honestly, the only thing I think that really helped in the end was, was time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and, and then on top of that, you know, as I continued forward, you know, the weird part about it, and I, I saw some of the, the Facebook questions that people were putting up in terms of nutrition, uh, weight loss, honestly, was a big part of it. Um, so I've been on the ketogenic diet for since December 1st of, you know, just last year. And all that weight loss, I think also helped just alleviate the constant pounding on your, on your joints. And that, that was a big, you know, a big influence on recovery as well. And how much weight did you lose? Uh, just, just under like 50 pounds. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I've always been in pretty good shape now. Now I'm just way, way leaner. Yeah. Uh, a lot lighter on my feet and everything and it uh but i mean you take 50 pounds out of the equation and right. you just significantly adjusted your running ability mm. absolutely wow congratulations on that you're, you're yeah. full of 50s here <laughs> yeah yeah nice so you did allude to some questions um regarding uh from our followers at joyful miles running club uh so we'll be kind of alluding to some of those at uh, this point too um but you, you mentioned nutrition and uh, Laura, I think we had a question specifically about nutrition, don't we? Actually, yes, we did. Uh, Mark wants to know your nutrition, both food and drink. And I know for me, I would like to know the type of food you ate while training. And I, I know we're going to hop all around this topic because there's so much we want to talk to you about what you ate the day of and how you stayed fuel during the race. Yeah. So, so there's really two, two different answers I've got to that question. Uh, one of them, like I said, on the ketogenic diet, um, that was the other half of starting, you know, this ultra marathon quest was that I was going to do it while keto. And for those who don't know the basics of, of the ketogenic diet, it's pretty much carbs are only 5% of your diet, 5% or less. So uh, the whole point of doing this 31 mile race was with no carbs. So oh my the, uh, the foods, yeah, the foods and everything that you take are, are completely different. Um, when I'm not on the ketogenic diet, I would, uh, and this whole training plan, but all my other marathons and everything else like that, uh, really, I was, I'm a big fan of, uh, tailwind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like tailwind. I like the, the liquid based, um, nutrition just because it absorbs a lot easier. Uh, and, and I'll use goose and I'll use honey stingers or the, the stroop waffles, other stuff like that. But with goose and other stuff like that, just, uh, it's not a flavor issue with me. The flavors are just fine. The textures of them just really gross me out. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so that's the problem I have with it. But on the race itself and, and all, all my training, uh, like I said, 5% of my diet was, was carbs and really none during the actual race itself. Wow. Yep. Wow. That's astronomical. Well, I guess one question we should start off with is you, the race you did. Could you, uh, Tell us about the race that you signed up, when you signed up, why you chose this one, and what, what attracted you to this race. Um, that's honestly, you just hit on the one regret that I've got 
for the uh, for my whole 50k experience. And uh, honestly, that is the the race selection. And it had nothing to do with you know not wanting to do this race. I'll, I'll do any race anytime. I, I thoroughly enjoy being a part of them. Um, but the whole reason I went with this one, so it was called the uh, the Batter Marsh Night Ultra, uh, and it had a 25k and a 50k, you know, associated with it. Um, the whole reason I went to that race was because I had to find a race within a very specific time frame. I was at the time I was stationed at Fort Rucker, Alabama, going through a lot of different courses, and uh, I had to have something within driving distance, and it had to be within this couple week window in June, unfortunately. Mm. Um, so, so, and that led to the biggest problem. I, I wish that I had been able to pick a race that was a little bit more um, personal to me, mm-hmm. um, but I couldn't do it just because I had to be within X amount of distance in case, you know, my, my course that I was in went long, which it did. So I ended up, uh, the whole timeline for the race itself was completely bizarre in terms of when I had to wake up, I had to drive to it that morning and it was a six hour drive. Wow. Just to get there. Yeah. That, Holy it was, cow. Yeah. It was in South, you know, Georgia it was just South of Savannah in late June. It was June 23rd. So you can imagine, you know, the heat. Uh, and humidity that you're dealing with. And that was almost my biggest concern. Yeah, I remember, oh my gosh, you you were hit up with some some elements there because we were following along. Um, So uh, Heather Jorgensen asks, how do you train for a 50K? That's what we all want to know. What kind of runs, how frequently do you use time or distance as your benchmark for training? And uh, we've already, she also asked about what you eat. We, we've already covered that. So. Probably should have had Heather on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I developed my own uh, training plans for whichever races that I'm doing. Um, so the, the gist of it is I break it down and customarily I train five days a week. Uh, so I set that schedule the last day of the week. Uh, usually on a Saturday, just because I like to have Sundays off. I try to take Fridays off to prepare for the long run on Saturday mm-hmm. and then Sunday to recover from the long run to get back into my shorter runs on, on Monday. But mm-hmm. uh, really, I break it down and say, okay, I am running. You know, for instance, if I'm running 20 miles a week at that time, uh, which by the end of the, the training plan, I think in, I think in May, I logged 230 some odd miles of, wow. uh, of running and preparation for it. But, uh, hmm. I, I'll look at my weekly mileage and I cut that in half. So if I'm running 20 miles, I cut that in half and my first long run will be 10 miles. Uh, or if I was only doing 10 miles in a week, my first long run would be five miles. And then, uh, incrementally what I'm doing is I'm adding roughly five to 10% each, each week in terms of distance. So if I'm doing a 10 miler, the next day or the next long run will be 11 miles. And then you can do the math and see how it progresses forward. But it's five days a week. Um, usually the, the first day is a, just a, an easy run, get out, just log the miles, take your time with it, uh, which is the hardest part I honestly have with it. Uh, then I'll add in a speed workout, probably some hill workouts, um, leading into another easy run to prep for the long run. And then the long run is kind of the culminating event of the week. And, uh, it was, yeah, it was a lot of miles and a lot of, I think my overall training plan was, it was 12 or 14 weeks. I can't remember exactly, but there was a lot of, you know, a lot of miles and a quick buildup in order to get to it. But I started at, I started in a pretty decent, uh, you know, 
a cardiovascular base because I was already, you know, hour and 50 minute half marathon by the time I decided, okay, now's the time to get ready for the 50K. Right, right. Do you typically, sorry, do you typically set miles that you want to get to prior to any given distance race? Like in this case for a 50K, did you tell yourself I have to get a certain, I have to hit a certain long run at some point before the race so I'll feel good about it? I did. the uh, So on this one here in particular, I did a full marathon long run uh, in preparation for it. And if it, it usually it's in the neighborhood 20, 30% less mm-hmm. than, uh, than what the final distance is going to be. Um, and yeah, on this one here, I did a full 26.2, uh, just a couple weeks before I actually did the, the 50 K. But once I finished that, then it was, it was taper mode. Okay. Throttle everything back, let your body recover. And then, you know, just ease off a little bit, a, a little bit of biking, you know, some shorter runs. Um, there, there's after I did the full marathon, there wasn't a run, I think over like six or eight miles in total. I was gonna, the biking leads into something I was gonna ask, did you do much cross training? Uh, how was your stretching routine? You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, not as much cross training as I would have liked to have done. Uh, I enjoy uh, mountain biking and, and road biking and everything as well. Uh, one day I'd like to do an Ironman, just the swimming part I'm terrible at, and I would need a coach. Um, uh, that's me. I would love to do it, yeah. but I cannot swim. You can't swim either. <laughs> yeah, I, I can, can swim. swim. We're trying to figure out life. a way where we can, you know, have yeah. her do the swimming, and then we all switch off. You know? <laughs> well, the whole thing with biking or with running or something like that, if I start getting tired, you know what? I can walk for a second. Exactly. I, if I swim, I just sink. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's it. So, uh, so yeah, it, uh, not as much. I did go to the gym. I did uh, continue to lift weights and do some legs and everything, but honestly the training schedule takes up so much time or this one took up so much time, five days a week. Um, there, there were more, when I would go to the gym, I'd have to be up at three in the morning, hit the gym, come back, go to work classes, everything else like that, mm-hmm. come back home. And then, you know, I was doing two a days and I would have to go on, you know, another five, eight, 10 mile run afterwards so the days would just get super long fortunately i've got a very forgiving family yeah (laughs) that's that's actually uh on my list of questions to ask you because i loved how your wife i'm jumping ahead i loved how your wife was posting updates and letting everybody know how you were doing um so they were very supportive then of these crazy hours you were putting in yeah and and we've got three kids and they're actually pretty supportive as uh as well because we my wife runs as well and we just cart them you know, along to all these different races. Now we do some Disney races too. So they, they don't necessarily make it make out too poorly. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, actually, actually it was my wife who kind of brought me out of the dark place I went to during the actual race. Uh, and she paced me for one of the, uh, for one of the, the loops that we did. Right. And, uh, and, and that's what honestly brought me back mentally because I was, I was defeated. I'm, I'm the first one to tell you I was full blown defeated <clears throat> at uh, one point, you know, during the race. Well, you talk about uh, the mental preparedness uh, of like going through these longer, longer distances and um, bear with me here a second. Laura, I keep losing the questions. Do you have um, Jen Sorensen? Are you talking about her question? What was her question? What mental strategies do you use to help get you through those long runs? Yep. Sometimes, uh, even myself, you know, do, having several marathons and everything under my belt, um, you'll still go to a dark place. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. And I, I, w- I honestly have to try to break that cycle before I even start the run. Cause I had one long run. I think it was like a 19 or 21 miler. And, uh, 
I went into it. It was heating up because I did all my training in Southern Alabama to race in Southern Georgia. And as it just got hotter and hotter and hotter, the heat was always my issue. So, you know, long story short, I just had to break the cycle right off the bat and say, okay, you know what? You're, you're going out to run this distance. You're going to do it on, you know, no carbs. You're, you know, you're, you're doing all these different, uh, different things that not too many people are doing, let alone training to run an ultra marathon. But, uh, I had to look at it in terms of, okay, I'm breaking down a wall that, you know, not many people have really done to go out and do this kind of a distance without taking a single carb during the entire, the entire run. Wow. What is the percentage too? I know it's like they say it's 1% of people who finish a marathon. I wonder what it is for people who finish an ultra marathon. Oh yeah. No idea. Yeah. You know, that would be a, a very, I'm just thinking about that. I was like the, the last marathon I uh, in Buffalo. I'm like, there's no way I could have done another like five miles. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. At the end of this one, I was pretty, I was pretty shot, but it wasn't the, the distance. I was ready for the distance. Um, and, and even the miles never, never bothered me. I was concerned about the heat Yeah, that, uh, yeah. and, and rightfully so that's, that's it. The heat index hit 107. Oh my goodness. Oh Jesus. It was like 85 and, in Buffalo. And I was like, Oh my God, this is awful. <laughs> no, it was a, it was the heat index was 107 and the race didn't start until uh, 2 PM. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So what type of strategies do you put into play to uh, deal with the heat? Uh, to, to train in the heat. So the majority of, I, I would have to force myself. Uh, now, fortunately in Alabama, there's really no escaping, you know, the heat or anything like that. But um, in the end I had my training schedule and I was, I was very devout to that training schedule. Now there may have been days I had to flip flop around, uh, due to time constraints or something like that. Or, you know, we drove down to Disney. I did Star Wars uh, on the last one, and I had to flip some stuff around. Um, but uh, it, it was really just embrace the heat uh, as well as get into the trails that I had locally. But, uh, yeah, it was trying to replicate it. And I didn't – honestly, I didn't replicate it as well as I should have because I would train in the mornings or I'd have to train in the evenings, you know, before or after work. Right. Uh, where this thing started at 2 p.m. So the hottest the hottest that I ever ran was during the race because it was just smoldering the entire time. What kind of – I hate to ask a naive question if this is a, a stupid one, but what kind of heat is it? Is it a, a dry heat there, a humid heat? Because I know where we're at, it's it's a humid heat. <laughs> so Southern Georgia is a very humid heat. Uh, imagine, you know, wrapping a blanket in boiling water and then rolling up it. That's the type of heat you're dealing with. Yeah. Oh, boy. This does yeah. not sound pleasant at all. Uh, you mentioned trail running. And actually, Laura Chappelle of our uh, group also wants to know, how do you go from training on road surfaces to trails? So two-part question there. So I got into the trails uh, a pretty good amount just because I had location in Dothan, Alabama. It's about 30, 35 miles away uh, that I was able to get out to. They're shorter trails, but they had a lot of up and down uh, in it that I could replicate. Uh, it wasn't a technical trail by any means uh, where a lot of rocks in the way or anything like nothing like I've got in Colorado here now. But uh, I, I was able to get out there and actually get a decent amount of time in to mix it up. But realistically speaking, I didn't need to do that only because uh, the, the 50K I did was a looped 5K. So you do the 5K a total of 10 times, which is miserable, by the way. 
Um, (laughs) And, but so, so the way to really describe the course itself was you did 1.1 out uh, on what I called the highway to hell. Um, And then 0.9 through the trails and through the woods and everything back. So that leads you to, you know, two miles. And then you take that same 1.1 on the highway to hell uh, back to the start line. And I called it the highway to hell because it's an east-west running road. And this was what really made the heat, you know, unbearable. It's an east-west running road. And, you know, the sun goes, you know, east and west. So there was never any break. Even though there were trees on both sides of the road, there was never any break from the sun for two-thirds of each loop. And that's what just, you know, beat you down. And and then the sun would reflect off that paved surface uh, or the white kind of sugar sand that would be on the side of it. And it just... Yeah, it just beat beat you down. Oh my goodness! Now, just out of curiosity, what kind of shoes did you wear? Um, so one I used two different pairs. Uh, they were both Brooks. I used the uh, the Brooks Ghost Tens, and the uh, man I just had to retire. I'm not trying to remember. It's uh, a little bit uh, more cushion on it. Yeah, for the life of me, I can't remember. But they were both Brooks uh, road shoes on that one. I didn't switch. I had a pair of Brooks Cascadias, and now I'm using the uh, uh, the Hoka uh, Speedgoat 2s for all my trail stuff. But uh, but they were all road shoes just because it the, the trail that I did run through on the 50K, it, it was hardly – it was, you know, sandy, but nothing that uh, – nothing technical enough to where I really needed – needed it so the trail shoe so i just stayed with a little bit more cushion gotcha gotcha so so a three is a it was like a three mile circuit then right yep three point uh three point one over and over and over and over oh good so <laughs> so this gets into christopher's question what did you listen to and or think about did you listen to music did you listen to podcasts did you just get inside of your head did you talk with other people what was going on during this time so I've got a, uh, a running playlist and depending on the, the race that you're doing, some of them don't even allow headphones. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this one did. And uh, I've got a running playlist that has a bunch of, you know, you know, eighties and nineties rock that, you know, that I, that I enjoy. Um, and, and a lot of times when I do races, I'll actually carry, you know, my GoPro and gimbal and I like to record the races. Uh, the yeah. problem was, you know, I went out and I did, the first loop, I came back, I put the GoPro down and said, ain't carrying this thing with me yeah, anymore right. because I, yeah. I felt, I felt the effects of the heat right off the bat and there was no, uh, no coming back. And I told Di, I was like, all right, here, just record what you can as I'm coming back in or something. And I'll try to take a picture from time to time, but there's no way I can, I can handle. No, 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 not today. today. <laughs> no, well, I do want to throw out that you do have a YouTube channel called uh, One Mile No Sweat, and you have some training videos leading up to this. So we'll definitely have to link that in the show notes, and we'll, we'll mention it again at the end of the show. So, so yeah, 80s, 90s, I love it. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, yeah it's, it's mostly all kind of classic rock and uh, some, some more upbeat stuff. I've, I don't have a lot of Enya in there or anything, but... Uh, that was for afterwards, huh? <clears throat> yeah. I, and on this one, I've, uh, like I said, I, I crossed the finish line on the last one and it, uh, yeah, halfway through, like I said, I was a puddle of goo and half, halfway through, I took my, uh, AirPod out and sat it down 
and I forgot that I wasn't listening to music. I was on the autopilot mm-hmm. uh, for the rest of it because it, it was on the edge. And, and my time, my time was a lot longer than, than I wanted it to be. Uh, now I set the, the goal to not really worry about time. And I, and I didn't in the end. Uh, but I think you still have an expectation, but the temperature just had a vote and that's all I could really go for. So what was your time? Uh, it was a bit over six hours. Um, but the majority, I, I think, you know, 20, 25 degrees different. Uh, I, I probably could have crossed in, you know, very low five hours. Yeah. Uh, with, without a doubt, but I was spending 10 minutes at a time, you know, in, in my aid station, which was, you know, my wife crewing me and she was just coming back with, uh, with ice water dumping, dumping all over me, uh, changing out my, uh, my hydration vest. Uh, I would dump ice in my hat, put my hat on, uh, to let the, the ice water drip down my head just to try to get my body temperature back down. Uh, a little over 30% of the field all dropped out. They couldn't even finish. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. a huge amount. How, how many runners roundabouts do you think there were? Um, there was, it, it was a relatively small race. And I want to say that the 25 K had, uh, had, had like 40 and the 50 uh, K had 40 as well. Okay. Um, the people doing the 50 K, if they wanted to, after they did, you know, the finished 25 K of it, they could just say, okay, I'm done. And they would, they would get counted as completing a, uh, the 25 K. But, uh, if they went beyond that, then they were just a DNF. Hmm. Um, wow. but, but yeah, 30% of the field ended up, uh, not being able to, to finish it. Now you said, you mentioned before about how you, uh, were crashing and your wife joined the course, uh, roundabouts. Where was that at? And what did she say? What did she do to get you, you know, revved up again? Um, so she, uh, she was my, like I said, she was my crew. So I was ready. I, I couldn't get my body temperature to go, to go down. I was just uh, completely burned uh, from, from the heat. So she, I was honestly about ready to throw in the towel and she kind of ran me down. She's like, you know, she reminded me of what I've done up to that point saying, Hey, you've logged. I think on this training plan, I logged 655 miles in about three and a half months. And uh, she said, she said, don't, don't forget what you've done. And then she went out and paced me on one of the, uh, the 5k loops. And that's when I realized, you know, maybe you're not sucking quite as bad as you think you are because, uh, she runs a lot too. And she couldn't keep up with me, even though we were, you know, kind of run walking just to, to try to, and that's when she felt the effects of the heat too. She came back and she was like, Oh my God, I wouldn't have made it, you know, one wow. loop. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Hmm. Well, Rob, I think it's time for Rachel's question. Uh, yeah, so yes. uh, my friends, you know, again from Dwarf Miles Running Club, Rachel, Bo, and Travis uh, wants to know: uh, Will you do another one? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's no doubt in in my mind. In fact, uh, so since since finishing that one, I just got to Colorado. I just completed the Bar Trail uh, Mountain Race, which was only a twelve miler, but that one had. 3,600 feet of elevation gain in six miles. Um, and then uh, I'm doing the Pikes Peak Ultra two weeks from now. Then uh, uh, I want to do the Never Summer 100K uh, once I can sign up for it later this year. And then my ultimate goal is to, like I said, do a 100 miler, which will hopefully be 
uh, potentially Leadville, because if you're going to do a hundred miler, why not do it at 10,000 feet? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're definitely yeah. coming back. You're definitely coming back on for that one. Um, now, Bill, what advice would you give to someone who is thinking about signing up or, or the one to know if they're capable or if they have signed up, what advice would you give? Um, honestly, I think the best advice is if it is a lot easier to finish an ultra marathon than I think people really give it credit for And, and that might sound hard to believe, but uh, I see you saying no, but it, it really, <laughs> you can, and the difference is depending on what you're doing, it's, uh, it's not that big a deal to, to walk. If you can complete a marathon, you can complete a 50 K. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind, you just pace yourself you know, a little bit differently and let your, let yourself relax uh, a bit. Don't worry about the times you'll get through it. Um, so, I mean, like I said, if I can do it in 107 degree temperature, then people can do it, you know, on their own accord. I would just say, choose a race that's personal to you, uh, in the time frame that you want. So you got to put in the, the miles, but if you go into it open-minded, you're going to, you're going to get through it. It's, it, it's not as terrible as, as people really, I think, make it out to seem. So, but you, but you've got to have a, a love for running. You got to have a really good, you know, cardiovascular base. And um, if you just adhere to your training plan, you're gonna you're gonna make it through it. Even if you have to walk the last, you know, several miles, you'll get through. Because, like I said, people people walking it all the time. The the twelve miler I just did, I was I was power hiking the first six miles, and then you run down the mountain on the other end. But right. you, you're not expected to run the entire time. That would be yeah. It's unreasonable, right? You, there's no way you could run uphill that way, full bore. Then, oh. Yeah, that would be nuts. Well, so you speaking of nuts, there there were people <laughs> at the last one I just went through. So I I just did that one. It was six miles, six miles and uh, or six point three miles and thirty six hundred feet of gain. So you're running, or you're going up the side of the mountain, and then when you hit the, the turnaround point, you turn around and you run back down the mountain. And uh, it took me. The cutoff time was three hours and 30 minutes. It took me like 240. Um, and my miles going up were just under 18 minute miles. And on the way down, they were half of that uh, as you're blazing down on really technical trails. But the dude who, who won it did it in like an hour and a half. Oh, so, wow. So an hour and a half is faster than my fastest half marathon. And he yeah. went up a mountain doing it. So I am, I, I saw him, he went by me. And I, I thought there was a bear chasing him because he was, he had to have been, you know, five and a half, six minute miles going down a, a mountain on a pretty technical trail. Yeah. Well, I have one more question for Bill before he closes up. You say that you are run Disney enthusiast. Are there mm. any run Disney races in your horizon? Not currently only because, uh, like I said, I, I just moved, you know, this week to Colorado um, or we got here we got here on the, the 10th so it's just over a week and my stuff just showed up yesterday um, I, I eventually want to get to do dopey um, I, I've done the goofy challenge and everything I just dopey was sold out by the time I was gonna sign up for it that year um, but being in Colorado just the logistics with the family of five and getting everybody down there with you know I have an autistic son so I can't really leave them uh, too often, you know, with somebody for that period of time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. So in the end, 
yes, there's going to be more run Disney ones. I just don't know when that's going to be, especially with California being shut down. Cause honestly, from this location, that would be uh, the easier place to get. Yeah. I think they're coming back. I'm the only one here who thinks so, but I do think they're coming. We'll back. see. So Bill, what's your favorite run Disney race that you've done? Yes. Um, I really enjoy the, the marathon uh, weekend. Mm. Uh, that, that one there was a, a good time. And the last one, or really the, the only marathon weekend that I was there for the whole, you know, on was uh, 2017. So that was the year that, that I was doing the goofy and the half guy. That's things. That rained out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. but, but at the same time, that was doing that half that year because I still went out the same day and, and did the 13.1 miles. Um, but I thought it was awesome because even though it got, you know, washed out, there were still people out doing the miles. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty and, cool to see. You could see him him back that, that was super cool. Where did me. you run it at? Um, so I was staying in, uh, we've got a timeshare with the whole holiday and stuff. So I was in Orange Lake just outside of the, uh, the gate. Okay. And, and there were even people there running through the, you know, running through the streets of this, uh, this timeshare system. I was there and it, uh, it, it was, it was just pretty cool to go out there and people wearing their bibs and, uh, I didn't see a lot of costumes though. Maybe they weren't. Yeah, right. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was quite spectacular. Yeah. And, and the star Wars one that I just did as well was actually really fun. I, I like yeah. the Disney stuff because I, I like to be engaged in, in, in the environment when I run uh, much more than listening to music or anything. Uh, which is why I enjoy trails and the mountains and everything that I get to do here because it keeps your mind going. Uh, and, and Disney does a really good job of just keeping it light and keeping it fun. And there's always something to look at. Um, I mean, I grew up in Florida uh, about an hour away from, from Disney. Uh, my wife and I honeymoon to Disney. So there's a personal, you know, draw to us in order to come there and actually get to run through the parks and everything. So uh, there'll be more in the future. It's just like a logistical issue now. That's well, being awesome. the Disney nut that I am, I always have to know a couple things. So, what's your favorite park? Ooh, probably Epcot. And what would your favorite attraction be? Uh, so, favorite park would be Epcot, but I think the favorite attraction right now is either going to be still the Tower of Terror or maybe uh, Rock and Roller Coaster. Nice. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Speaking my language. Rob, this reminds yeah. me. Remember how we used to do the sprint to the finish line? Mm -hmm. We need to bring that I was just thinking because I could probably keep going. Okay, favorite food item. Oh, wait, wait. I got one. I got one. Favorite celebration meal. What did you eat after the 50K? What was the first oh, yeah. thing you ate? I couldn't eat. Oh, no. <laughs> nope. I was, I, was so, uh, I was so beaten by the sun that uh, I ended up getting really, really sick. Um, it scared the, scared the living bejesus out of the kids, you oh. know, seeing dad you know, hunched over because eventually your body stops oh, wow. processing water. And I was, I had to take a lot of salt uh, supplements during the run because you sweat so much and mm -hmm. yeah. I get beat down from it. But, but after the 50 K just the, the sun had its way with me. I finished, but I couldn't eat. Uh, I couldn't eat until the next day. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right. Well, let's say you're in Disney and you just finished the star Wars half marathon. What is your favorite, your favorite celebration meal there then? <laughs> Uh, not on the current diet that I'm in now, probably, uh, it, it would be something I would guess fish and chips over at Rosen crown with a pint oh, of that's a good one. There you go. Yeah. That's what we had. Jenny and I had that after the, 
our goof, our first uh, dopey challenge. Yep. Is greasy and disgusting. Yeah, Stephen and I grabbed a, so uh, the fish and chips at the quick serve there after uh, the wine and dine at the party after party that night that year there we got. Rosen Crown and I get along just fine. So that's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get along just fine, Bill. There you go. <laughs> now, if you say you like the steak at La Sierra, then you and Rob are gonna be best friends. So, <laughs> uh, I have not been to. You talk about the La Cellier. La Cellier, yeah. yeah. Like, what did I say? Yeah, I have I don't not. Know what I Laura said. does not speak the French. I do not. Yeah, I have not done that. Yet. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, how the, about the, the last that? time we were going to go to the Yachtsman. Uh, last time I was just there, we were going to go to the Yasmin, but uh, uh, son had other plans, so we, we ended up not. Hmm. Right, well, this has been great. I love hearing about this, and I know there's been times when I've kind of like, you know, put a little finger to my cheek and thought, hmm, would this be possible for me? I still don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit more swayed. I'm not exactly ready to to pull out my credit card. If Run Disney had one though, Rob, please, we'd sign up. You know we would. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's costumes involved and, and great medals and characters. Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, speaking of medals, what yeah. did you get for your, did you get some bling or a shirt or what did you get for finishing? Um, honestly, it's it's probably one of the more uh, simple medals that I've, that I've ever gotten and I love it. It's just a, uh, it's a leather medallion for the most oh, part that wow. has, uh, yeah, that has, and it's on pretty much a piece of twine that says the Batter Marsh 50K. And I think uh, that sounds really cool. Yeah, I almost remember them giving it to me. You'll have to send me a picture of that so I can put it in the blog post. Yeah, it, it was, it was it pretty, pretty cool. Nice. So it, it, it was a small town, you know, charity race. And, uh, you know, I was, like I said, I was happy to do it. I would have chosen something different if I could have had a different time frame. Um, but, but, and that, that's really the only qualm I would have was finding a more personal race as opposed to letting, you know, schedule dictate when and where you have to go because it's the only, it, unfortunately in the South, there's not, a, the ultra scene comes to a really screeching halt in the summer months for obvious reasons. Right. Right. Gotcha. So do you want to, go ahead, Rob. No, go ahead. No, I actually forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, Bill, I want to thank you again uh, for coming on. Uh, remind everybody where they can find you. Yeah. Um, on, uh, I, I've got a YouTube channel. Um, I, don't, I, I don't fancy myself all that great of a YouTuber, but I, I, I use it to really document you know, my running experiences. And, and I documented the whole journey for the ultra. Um, I haven't had a chance yet to actually make a final video or anything. But if you type in one mile, no sweat, all one word in YouTube, you'll probably see something of mine, you know, pop up. Uh, and then the same thing with Instagram or Twitter, uh, Instagram more than Twitter. Uh, that really, I think is, I, I just link it to it. Uh, but that's at one mile, no sweat, all, all one word. Facebook's the same way. You can find me just Bill Kearns or I've got a little running thing of one mile, no sweat. So, uh, fortunately I've got the branding down. I got the I got the lock on all the one mile no sweats available. There you go. <laughs> That's important. That branding. Yeah. As we will, as we will attest, you don't have to deal the with any stores there anymore. Yeah, you don't have to say go to joyful <laughs> underscore miles. Yeah. Such a pain. Such a pain. Uh, and of course, you can also find Bill on the Joyful Miles Running Club Facebook page uh, as he is a member. And if you haven't joined yet, what are you waiting for? 
You need to yeah. come. There's not, in addition to Bill, there's a, a plethora of other people there with great inspirational stories, uh, doing all sorts of uh, cool things. And we like to try to feature them as often as possible on the podcast. So, um, and you Ooh, oh, Rob, there's Ooh. something new too. Every time I try to do this, they interrupt me. I know. I know. <laughs> Welcome back. Go we ahead. have a new book club too. For those is that official? Who, that is official. That We've is officially official. made this a thing now? Yes. Our friend, the, the, poll, uh, the polls indicate we, we're going to do this? Yes. Our dear friend Stephen is taking the reins. Uh, by the time the show uh, comes out, uh, we may be on the tail end of our, our first book, but Stephen is going to be announcing, moderating, giving all the details. So you definitely want to come out if you are a reader, runner, whatever. Got you covered. That's it. That was quick. Okay, good. I don't um, have anything else. And they can find that at the Facebook page? Yes, yes. We have a, a event group. Or, or Yeah, so just go to Joyful Miles Running Club, and then we'll, we'll guide you to the right place where you need to go. Okay. Is this another group I have to join? No. Okay, good. Is this an event page <laughs> off the okay. group? All right, very good. Um, cool. That's exciting. Yay. All right. Um, and you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter, probably more Instagram than anything. Instagram's the way to go, right? Instagram's like, I like, I don't like there. Twitter. I'm sorry. I have yeah. just never connected with Twitter, Twitter and I try to get it and I just, I just don't get it. Yeah. I like pictures. I'm a visual person. I always like picture books. More. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm big into stories. Lauren, Lauren, Lauren's trying to teach me how to do stories and it's pretty cute. Nice way to break up the day. Um, so anyway, so you can find us all there. Um, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and our YouTube channel. And if you have a moment, leave us a review. We like those things. They help. Um, and we, as always, want to thank you all for following us and listening. And, and Bill, again, thank you so much for taking the time out um, for coming on and talking with us and sharing your story with everyone. And I look forward to checking out all these videos. And for Jackie, who's not here, Laura, Bill, and myself, thank you for listening. Have a joyful week, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, who's going to do it? It has to be Bill. We always make the guests do it if Jackie's not here. <laughs> yeah, I got some seriously bad news for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the man's military. I'm not going to make him do anything he doesn't want to do. That's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take the reins. Joyful miles. I just wish I could sing. <laughs> we need to Rob, just. Rob, you are the better singer. You've all we've all heard Rob do karaoke. If you're on YouTube, you've heard Rob do karaoke. You're better. I did than hear Rob. that one. That's true, but yeah. I'm drinking water tonight. All right, we're gonna I'm not put nearly an end as that. good. <laughs> <laughs> good times. Thanks so much, Bill. We truly appreciate it. Thanks again for having me. Take care, guys. Bill, talk soon. Thank you so much. <laughs>